Hello, and welcome to Course Correction. This is Michelle, your host. So today I sat down with Lolita Cornegay. She is a registered nurse who has several businesses, but we sat down to talk specifically about her business, Cansoon, a medical cannabis consulting firm where she basically teaches other uh, healthcare professionals how to, you know, become well-versed in the endocannabinoid system and how uh, cannabis can help you balance your body. And, you know, we just kind of had a great uh, chat about that. And it really put some things in perspective for me, uh, not necessarily because now I feel like I'm just going to go out and buy all the CDB available in Texas. But it just made me realize that, you know, it is really important to find the balance. And over the last, I guess, like maybe three months since Between Us Girls, the podcast, the original show ended, um, I've had a lot of, I wouldn't call it turmoil, but I've been stressed. You know, it's a lot to try to uh, pick up a lot of pieces and put them back together and then say, okay, now um, this is what I'm presenting to you. So it's been tough. You know, um, I still have a personal life. I still have two kids, a a job, um, another business I'm running. And so, you know, it kind of put some things in perspective for me and it allowed me to get to the point where I said, okay, so these are the things that trigger me and make me imbalanced. I also wrote an accompanying blog that kind of talks about me and, you know, my shadow work, which I'll explain more in the blog. So if you're interested in finding out how to balance your endocannabinoid system, just go ahead and keep listening. And if you want to know about balancing your shadow, then head over to the website www.betweenusgirlspodcast.com and just click blog. The blog will be there. There will be a yin yang somewhere in the thumbnail that should tell you where you need to be. All right, so let's get started. Um, how was your day? Good, I hope. Yeah, my day was really good. Yeah, pretty low-key. I got finished with work early today, so I've just been kind of, you know, side hustling for the past couple hours. That's good. So, so which one is your side hustle? So, I uh, can soon. So, I am in the middle of transitioning to becoming full-time with Cansoon, but, um, there's still a little bit more work I need to do before I can officially quit my my regular uh, full-time job. Yeah, I hear that. That's my chant to myself every day of, just don't quit, girl. Just don't quit yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to cut it loose. It's pretty hectic, um, yeah. you know, in healthcare. So I'm, I uh, commend you on double duty or triple duty because I know you have actually another venture uh nurse ceo yeah i have um yeah i have three businesses going on but luckily i'm i'm a hundred percent entrepreneur so i don't work for anyone else it's just that i'm trying to transition to making cancel my um my number one priority instead of my other two things that i have going on (laughs) so yeah i'm always busy yeah sounds like it so like okay so tell me how you so how did you decide that Cancun was going to be your number one boo. 
So currently, um, I own a um, nurse case management firm in Southern California. And so I've been doing that for the past three years. But um, we specialize in workers' compensation, and there's really nothing sexy about that. It's just, for me, something that I've been doing for a long time, so it's easy for me to do and make money from. But I knew I didn't want to do that forever. Like, there was no way I was going to be, like, a case manager for the next 30 years of my life. (laughs) Like, that wasn't my goal. So when Kansum came into play, I knew that I wanted this to be my legacy. Like I wanted this to be what people know me as. Like I wanted this to be what my kids know that their mom became known for. So that it it all came from a vision at the beginning. Okay. So what was it like when you got that vision? Um, at first, uh, I didn't know what to do with it. I, I, I slept on it. I thought about it for a long time. And then, um, and then once the vision became clearer and I figured out how I can monetize it, that's when I went into action and I started just, you know, working my butt off. Okay. So what did you do first? So the very, very, very first thing I did was I came up with like, um, I wouldn't say a hundred percent business plan, but it was a plan, like a mini business plan, kind of outlining, uh, my objectives and my vision and my mission um, for Kansum and a basic outline of how I thought I can monetize it. And then I went to a business accelerator down in uh, Miami for a week. And um, I met with different like venture capitalists and different people in tech industry and, you know, just learning from them and hearing what, hearing how, how I should pitch and perfect my pitch for my business. And, you know, it was just a really deep accelerator. Um, and so when I left that accelerator, I had a better picture and a better plan for what I wanted to do with Kansum. But the interesting thing was that um, Kansum has evolved so much since then. Like every, it continues to evolve literally monthly as I, um, as I work towards my goals. Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody about that. I think it was maybe yesterday and I was just like, I don't even know why I keep saying this is exactly what it's going to be. Or, you know, any of my businesses, I'm like, well, this is what it is. I'm like, it evolves so much from the mm-hmm. time you start to the time, I wouldn't say finish, but, you know, just as it grows. Because, like, even with Between Us Girls, when we first started, there were five of us and we were going to talk about, you know, hot topics and girl talk and wine. And now I'm just like, no, I want to talk about some more real in-depth, you know, like what's really going on, like things that are more, I would say deep, but. You know, um, I feel like as I walk in my um, spirituality, I kind of start to connect with people who are doing more uh, holistic things, like kind of what you're doing. And um, actually, somebody reached out to me today to talk about um, like colloidal silver. So I'm like, this is really cool. It's like when you open yourself up to, uh, I guess, the universe for more opportunity, they just kind of start coming. And I think that's like part of how the evolution comes of your business because when you're open, you just never know what's around each corner. So like, what are some things you'd say um, that maybe you've run into that were like surprising, but when you kind of stepped back, you were like, okay, this is a blessing. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, there probably has been, uh, I don't know, so many things because this is what I tell people all the time. Um, I'm a solopreneur, so I don't have like a team of people, even though I try to appear like I I have a team of people that work for me. Really? I don't. (laughs) And so, um, and so, 
And so a lot of times I think I have this wonderful idea and everyone's going to love this idea, right? And then I launch the idea or I do whatever I'm thinking and then nobody cares. <laughs> like right. when you have those type of situations, <laughs> that's when you're like, oh my God, what do I do? And it feels like you're hitting a brick wall because in your mind, you're you're doing everything that you can and you're coming up with innovative ideas and you're trying to, you know, uh, um, initiate everything that you come up with. But then when the public or when the people that you're trying to impress, they really just don't um, receive it how you want them to receive it, then you become kind of sad. You know, you kind of get discouraged a little bit. So I think when that kind of things happen, you have to just stay focused and say, well, if that didn't work, the next thing might, and you just have to keep going. That's all I do is just, I just keep reinventing and innovating all the time. Wow, it's really crazy that you would say that because I just hung up with somebody and I was, you know, I'm a single mom and I have two businesses plus a full-time job and life. And I was like, Man, I just feel like it's so heavy. Like, how am I carrying all of it? But it's really important, like you said, to just kind of say, okay, well, if that didn't work, something else is going to work. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the universe will just be sending me, sending me people. But, you know, I love that you say that because it's so true. I feel like when you're walking in your purpose, it becomes easier. You know what I mean? Like, like you were saying, like certain doors open. Sometimes it's a window. It may not be a full door, but you just have to pay attention to the signs. Right. And I think that's one thing that I wouldn't say just women, but people like when you say, like, look at the signs or just like your intuition almost telling you, hey, move that direction. Would you say mm-hmm. that you listen to your intuition regularly? Every single day. Like <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not that religious, but I'm very spiritual. And the intuition is, you know, your inner God telling you exactly what you need to do and you need to pay attention to that. And um it's so I call it just following my my hunches, you know. I follow every hunch that I get. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I'll say this about myself. I always try anything new. Like if, if something comes up and I'm like, well, I'm a little scared of that. I just say, you know what, this is probably something that maybe I need to learn how to do it. So I just, you know, I go mm-hmm. after it. But I think a lot of people, they run into situations like that and they're like, well, you know, I'm not good enough at that. Or, you know, I've never been good at that kind of thing. And then they start comparing themselves to other people. And I saw one of your posts that said, you know, like, I think it was something like, don't compare yourself to other people. Maybe like a couple days ago you posted it. Yeah, it says, I will not compare myself to people on Instagram. (laughs) Right, right. And actually, I was talking to a friend yesterday, uh, one of my clients actually, and and she was just saying, oh, these people are my competition. And I was like, girl, no. Because your business is distinct. You know what I mean? I feel like there is no true competition outside of, you working against yourself or the goal that you have for for yourself. So like, how do you keep yourself from making those comparisons? Are you there? Uh Uh-oh. I feel like maybe I lost you. Are you there again? Oh, I think I lost you. No, I'm here. Hello. Oh, okay. 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 Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Did you hear what I was saying before I hung up on accident? 
Uh, it, it cut off in the middle of your statement. Okay, I think I was saying that I was talking to a client the other day and she was talking about her competition. And I was just telling her that I felt like there was no real competition among yourself and others, but only between yourself and the goal that you set. So like you might be competing against future, your future self as opposed to others. So my question to you was, how do you keep yourself from making those comparisons uh, between yourself and other people who maybe have businesses that are, I wouldn't say they're similar because I don't, I don't think any business no, is probably just like yours. Girl, this is time. This is so timely <laughs> that you bring this up um, because um, I believe the same thing that you believe. I don't believe that there's a such thing as competition because what's meant for you is meant for you, like point blank period. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, someone just came on the scene um, who literally like copied my whole marketing and program <laughs> wow. and she started posting it on Facebook today. I know. Um, she she literally copied down pretty much everything from my website and started posting it on Facebook today. And then people were um, messaging me and saying, oh, my God, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? You know, and at first I was really upset. But then I was just like, first of all, there's no competition. Second of all, you know, I've been building my business for years. This is not something that I just woke up with today and decided to do. Um, and so mm -hmm. she can try to uh, duplicate me, but she will never imitate me. You know what I mean? Like, Whatever yeah. she's doing is has nothing, it, it can't even compare, like in my mind. I'm just like, who are you and what are you trying to do? Because when you build something off of trying to imitate someone else, it will never be as successful as the original. You know, like how many people try to imitate McDonald's french fries, but they can't do it, you know, because McDonald's will always be McDonald's. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, I listen to a lot of like personal development stuff. And Earl Nightingale, um, he says that, well, said, because he's long past, but he said that most people, when they come and go into business, they pick a business that is doing really well and they copy them exactly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just feel like that is really the wrong way for you to become successful because authenticity is what will draw people to you. You know, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're selling, if you sell it as yourself, the right audience will say, that is my tribe, as opposed to, because this person who's copied you now is only going to be collecting your people, right? People who are looking for exactly what you're selling. So when she gets there and she starts talking, they're going to be like, well, this is not what I thought it was because she's not alone. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. One of my mentors said that to me. She said, um, people are buying you essentially, you know, like, no, like they could, like, for any, any type of information out there, if you wanted to know how to trade stocks in the stock market, say, for instance, you can sit down and self-teach yourself. You can read a whole bunch of books and you can watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos and try to figure it out yourself. Or you can uh, pay for someone who you trust, someone who you believe knows what they're talking about to teach you the information. So essentially you're buying that person's knowledge, right? Instead of trying to get the knowledge yourself. And the same thing goes for what I'm doing in my business. Like um, they're paying for me because I'm unique in what I have to offer. No one else has to offer. Where when someone tries to duplicate or Im imitate that, they're not me. So I'm not even concerned. <laughs> not even exactly. concerned about it. <laughs> exactly. Man, and that's, that's so great. I think 
I really, I'm glad that you and I connected and that we're able to have this conversation because I feel like um, we're on the same wavelength. And I think um, whenever I do marketing, I set out to attract people who are on the same wavelength as I am. So what do you, what's, what's kind of one of your um, niche marketing techniques you think? That's different than the typical like email marketing type of stuff. Well, maybe just some some way that you that you add yourself to it, even if it's something that everybody else does or, you know, if it's something just however you put your own spin on it. Um, I think I try to make everything very personalized and real. So um, once my once I, I did my very first uh, class, um, I asked people to do video reviews. And those video reviews I'm still using today because people want to see what other people think. Like there's always like this, this pack mentality, right? We want to do what everybody else is doing. And if they say that it's a cool thing to do, then we want to do it too. And so I knew that beginning the whole process. So I made sure that after every single class that I give, I always ask people for video reviews and those go a very long way with getting people to pay attention. Yeah, definitely. And that's not something that I've really heard before is people saying the video reviews are like their, uh, you know, kind of their ace in the hole as far as their marketing goes. So yeah. like, let's talk a little bit about some of the misconceptions about the, I don't, I'm not even sure exactly how to pronounce this <laughs> properly. Uh, endocannabinoid? The cannabinoid system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that because I know people are, a lot of people are like afraid of it because they're like, oh, it's for potheads. You know, that's like the first thing that people say when they see anything cannabis related and there's so many benefits. So like, I just want to talk about, you know, some of the misconceptions, like what do you hear? Well, see, I don't think I hear the bad stuff because everyone who I talk to, they already kind of have a, 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 basic understanding so they're just interested in just learning more you know what I mean like I don't get the people who are like well what the hell is that so I don't I don't really know you tell me what are the misconceptions that you heard well I mean the only really well I, I mean I can't even I don't listen to people who say bad things about my friends so <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm a proponent for it because I feel like there I have extreme anxiety and for myself I mean the only way, I mean, you know, here in Texas, like really we can only um, do like oil and that's pretty much it. So you can't, it's like you can, which I, I did see something that said they were going to come out and, um, uh, you know, make it okay for more doctors to write scripts. And I mean, I would love to get a prescription because like I have severe arthritis in my back and, you know, all these things that I really could be living a, a much more full life if I was able to have access to it. I just think that there's a lot of people who are afraid of drugs. You know what I mean? It's what they, they yeah. look at it like, oh, it's pushing drugs. But all drugs are drugs. Like, look at the opioid <laughs> crisis. Like, you go to the pharmacy and purchase that. Girl, yes, you're telling the truth. And that is essentially 
one of the basics for me starting Cancel is it's all about cannabis education. There's so many people who are either curious about cannabis or they know about cannabis, but they just need more information regarding how to use it properly and what to use it for. And there's really no place, no centralized location of information for a lot of people out there that they can reach. So my whole plan and my whole goal was that I decentralized the education. So essentially people come to me or to be trained, kind of like a train the trainer. And then those people who are located throughout the country, they go back to their communities and they give the information that they've received. So that way it's easily accessible all over the United States is my ultimate goal to have people located everywhere that can give everyone the information, you know, because it's all about going into the communities. Because for instance, like my, my, auntie who's like in her you know 70s or 80s she's not on youtube so she's not going to watch how to use cannabis like she's not on social media but if she had someone in her community that gave like a local class on how to use cannabis she actually may go you know what i mean so it's all Mm -hmm. about reaching people where they are and that is that's that's like everything that i'm about is reaching people where they are yeah and you have to be a registered nurse right well any licensed medical professionals Okay. can do it. Um, so that can be like a nurse, a doctor, um, acupuncturist, physical therapist, you know, et cetera. Um, and yeah. the reason I did that was because I just wanted the trust factor because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people popping up right now, especially with these multi-level marketing um, mm-hmm. situations that are going on right now, you know, and I wanted to differentiate um, the people that take my class because I wanted to make sure that they at least had a foundational knowledge of how the body works. before we go into talking about the endocannabinoid system. You know, like I want them to fully have an understanding about receptors and neurotransmitters, you know, and and, um, excretion and metabolism and bioavailability. Whereas if you just get anyone off the street, they probably wouldn't necessarily know all of those terms and how they work within the body. So I don't think that they would be the greatest consultants. Yeah. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, well, I heard that it makes you feel like. <laughs> so, like yeah, there's a science to it. There's definitely a science yeah. to it. <laughs> so can you explain a little bit of it? Like, just a little bit of yeah. the science, like how it works in your body? Oh, absolutely. So this is the cool thing that gets everybody who takes my class Um is that every single creature, except for insects, have an endocannabinoid system. You know, you've heard of like the nervous system, the central nervous system. Well, we all have the endocannabinoid system, but it wasn't discovered until 1992. And that's why not too many people actually know about it because there's still a lot of research to be done. But essentially the endocannabinoid system is how our our brain communicates with our body. It's just that simple. So there's, Yeah. So, and it regulates every critical process that we need. It regulates our, um, our thinking, our sleeping, our pain, our pleasure, like it regulates everything that goes on because the whole point of the endocannabinoid system is hemostasis within your body. That just means it always tries to make sure your body stays level and balanced all the time. That's the whole purpose of it. And so what happens with, um, with a lot of people is that our bodies aren't balanced for various Mm. reasons. You know, we have different high blood pressure or you have anxiety or you have whatever. So you're out of balance. Right. And so Mm. that means that you're deficient in some of your cannabinoids that our body produces on their own. So what cannabis does is cannabis mimics 
the same process um, as um, the cannabinoids that our body produces. So when you introduce cannabis into your body, it helps to um, balance out that deficiency that you have essentially. So essentially that's all we're doing. We're trying to balance out your system so that you won't have to take those pharmaceutical drugs that try to balance out your system. We're just replacing mm-hmm. something that is uh, man-made with something that is uh, earth-made. Yeah, I dig that. And I'll tell you why, because I took Zoloft for a long time for my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I felt like, you know, less anxious, but I also felt very zombified if that makes sense like i wasn't able to i mean you can't feel there's no like happy you can't you're not going to be stressed but you're also probably not going to feel too joyful either so it (laughs) would just be a delight to be able to say okay well so like what what would you suggest to somebody who maybe has anxiety well so here's the thing like you say uh um the full, what we call full spectrum cannabis, meaning that it has everything that's possibly in it from THC to CBD to all of the other cannabinoids, it's not available mm-hmm. everywhere, right? right. However, um, CBD only is starting to be available, well, hemp, CBD from hemp is available right. nationwide. So if you only have access to the CBD from hemp, then take it. It will definitely help you. It will definitely help to improve. But here's the thing that you have to think about. You have to think about the source or who's producing or manufacturing that product because not all products are equal. So you can get some hemp CBD that is full of crap. (laughs) Seriously. And it will not not help you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be careful. So you really have to be make sure wherever you're getting it from, it has lab testing that comes with it so that you can see that it was tested in the lab and it's free of pesticides. It's free of fungus. It's free of um, of all of the bad stuff. And then it only has the CBD in it. And a lot of people don't realize that they need to be that vigilant when they're just buying CBD. They think they can just buy it and it's done with. But it's, it's it gets a little bit more complicated. However, I recommend that if you do have access, if you are in a state where you can get THC, then I do recommend that you add a little bit of the THC to the CBD that you're taking because they have what's called an entourage effect, meaning that when you use um, them both together, they have a greater benefit than when you use them separately. So I always try to recommend um, using the whole plant but if you don't have access to the whole plant cbd from a trusted source is very beneficial so like i went to uh las vegas last year mm-hmm. and i did go to a dispensary and i saw that there were some cdb strains and some thc strains and then some that had both so like yeah. a hybrid is something that you like would suggest mm-hmm. if you can have let me stress if if right. you have yeah. access in a state <laughs> I don't want anybody coming showing up in my house and be like, I can't take it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, so like a hybrid, something that has like the whole plant. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is to think about ratios because, Mm -hmm. um, 
it, it gets even a little bit more confusing <laughs> for people who've never uh, been in a dispensary before. Right. If you're looking at products, so I separate things into like flour and products. So flour okay. is when you see like the dry cannabis, right? You know, that people crumble up and they smoke or whatever, right? But then we have products. I've, I've never and seen products okay so then products are everything else so products are like the um you know like the edibles the creams the lotions the oils the blood you know all the tinctures you know all that type of stuff those are their products so when you think about the products they have ratios so you can have a one-to-one ratio meaning is one part thc to one part cbd which is kind of just like regular whole plant but you can get very complicated. It could be a 20 to one, meaning 20 parts CBD to one part THC. It can be a four to one, a two to one, a three to one. It gets kind of complicated. But the goal to remember is that you want to take as much THC that you can tolerate um, as possible. So for some people, they only need one part THC to, to four parts CBD. And for other people, they need a one-to-one because they're able to tolerate it. So it's kind of like um, you have to do some trial and error before you find your perfect dosage. And whatever your perfect dosage is will help you balance out whatever your bodily funk issue is. Exactly. Yeah. Once you... we call it the minimum minimum effective dose. So once you find that minimum effective dose, the smallest amount that works for what you need to work for, then you stick with that and you should be good to go. Okay. I mean, that is really, um, I feel like I'm learning so much, you know, <laughs> I'm and I really, I really am. And I hope that, you know, the people who are listening are learning too, because the thing is, is that, like I said, I mean, there's this stigma that surrounds cannabis and, I, I mean, I really, I feel like my dad had cancer. He had bladder cancer. And I'll say that whenever he passed away, we found like a really nice size brick of flour in the garage <laughs> that he probably had to see, you know, to, to, because he was in a lot of pain for a long time because he yeah. didn't go to the doctor before that. So he, he probably had a lot of pain and he probably just mm-hmm. used it as pain management. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like, yeah. how can we be saying this is wrong as opposed to opioids, which are running rampant in the street, causing white children to sell all their property? Well, the answer is simple. Follow the money. Right. I, I tell yeah, my students sure. all the time. <laughs> the only reason that uh, cannabis was outlawed uh, back in 1970s was all political and it had to do with money, <laughs> you know, and so. Um, when we get um, different uh, management in the White House who understands this, <laughs> I'm sure that they will pass a federal bill. Um, a lot of uh, cannabis experts believe that um, within the next two years, it should be federally legal. So that's the goal. I really hope so. Because, you know, I have two kids that have um, diagnosed ADHD and I just am on medication refusal for the second one because you know, she's six. And they started that whenever my son was about that same age. And I just refused, 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 refused. And then they were like, well, he's going to have to repeat it, right? And, and that's what made me go. And I just like, even now he's like, well, you know, he's 14. So he's like, mom, I think I want to get off my medication. And I really like for him to be able to try something else that would help. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, we have access to only like 
CDB only. And that's through like distributors or like, you know, some of those MLM uh, companies. Uh, it is, but I have, I'm working on a partnership with a nationwide um, company that is very trusted um, and they deliver to 41 states and it is not a MLM. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be able to come out with more information regarding that soon because my goal is to get um, what we can get to people like the CBD to people and so that they know that they, they can have good access to good quality CBD. Yes, and actually in one of my Facebook groups, and this is like totally unrelated to anything that I do for business, just like a hairball group. And um, one of the questions was, does anybody know anything about um, CBB? You know, because people were talking about their anxiety. These are all moms. And mm -hmm. I just was telling them, I said, I'm going to have somebody on my show tomorrow. So, you know, we may get more information. So this is like really great because I can definitely share this with the ladies. And, you know, hopefully soon whenever whenever we're going to speak it, whenever you're able to talk about this and share and, you know, we can get the product, I'll be in line. So that oh, I can absolutely. Because my goal is really just for me to feel better and to make sure that my kids have what they need as opposed to everything, uh, you know, pharmaceutical. I really want to try more homeopathic remedies and more holistic things because I think that, I mean, at some point, we're not going to be able to live this way that we live right now. Mm -hmm. And people need to get more in line with the thinking that there are other ways. Because what are we going to mm -hmm. do when we can't run up to Walgreens? You know what I mean? You're going to have to figure out how to treat things homeopathically. Like I even made some ointment and all, and I was, you know, like I'm trying all different things because I don't want to have to rely on what little government is left to live. I know that oh, sounds absolutely. like a conspiracy theory. No, <laughs> it, no, it makes sense. We have to learn to be more self-sufficient. I, I, I 100% agree. And it's funny that you say, um, say that because I, I believe in like prepping. Like I'm not necessarily a prepper per se, but I love the concept of kind of prepping for the end times. <laughs> so I yeah. watch a lot of shows regarding that and I do have a go bag by my door just in case. <laughs> so I completely understand. <laughs> well, yes, because, and I really don't think it's going to, it's not going to be like, like we've always been taught, like it's going to be this amazing, like spectacular fire show. But mm -hmm. I think, it'll be it's going to be more in terms of the society that we live in is just going to go bloop, 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 and just start breaking apart because they're not going to be able to sustain the way that they've been able to sustain especially once people start going nope and they start taking themselves out of that situation so you know what are they going to run on when they don't have any energy to mine from the rest of us mm -hmm. oh, i agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying <laughs> <laughs> so like that's another one of the things I'm trying to do with my consultant business I'm just trying to reach out to creatives and people who want to create businesses or figure out how to you know kind of break out of the system you know everybody has great ideas they sit there and they're like but I don't know how to execute it so I'm like well come sit with me and we can you know put it down on paper and figure out if I don't know how to do it I know people who do you know and just mm -hmm. get them going because you know there's this block that makes you think that you can't be a business owner you must work underneath the system but you don't have to you know like look at you you work for yourself three different ways yeah you know what and 
fear holds a lot of people back, right? And it's it's fear of the unknown because yeah. their fear is how am I going to pay my rent or my mortgage? How am I going to eat? How am I, you know, like it's because they just don't know. It's the fear of the unknown. And I know this sounds so cliche, but you just have to have faith in yourself. You have to have faith that what you're going to do will work out, but you have to also plan. So like, I don't want people listening out there to just be like, well, I have faith that I'm going to become the next Uber and they go buy a fleet of cars. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> that wouldn't be a smart right. decision, but you, you want to, you want to make sure that you do have a plan in place. And once you, and I always tell my mentees, you have to test the market first, right? Because when I first started Canson, what I thought was going to happen wasn't what happened, honestly. Like the business model has changed significantly over time because I had to test the market. But once you find whatever you're doing sticks and it works, stick with it. And then that's when you step out on faith and you say, okay, maybe I can quit my day job now. You know what I mean? But you have to test the market and make sure that you can monetize whatever you're thinking about. And once you get past that step, then you can really put a lot more faith into it and kind of, you know, leap. Yeah, right. I definitely agree with that. Man, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, will you tell everybody where to find you if they're interested in Canson? Yes, 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 yes. So um, on Instagram, you can find me at Canson underscore official or Nurse Lolita K or the nurse CEO. That's where you can find me. And then also my website is cansoom.com. Um, all my information is there and it's easier to remember. So cansoom.com. All right. So that was our episode for this week. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And, you know, if you want to be a guest or you want to advertise or you just want to talk to me, you can always do that. You can find me on social media between us girls, the podcast or at MS creative AF. Or you can send me an email, michelle at mscreativeaf.com, and we can get to chatting. All right, so I'll see you guys next week, and bye!